Are you about to start a podcast or producing a podcast and tired of doing the editing yourself? We have produced over 1,000 daily shows and the production team that I've created, they're now available to produce shows for you as well. We can do as little or as much as you need from finding and communicating with guests, preparing introductions, to editing the audio and video. You will sound better, have a more professional presence, and be able to spend your time doing other valuable tasks on your business. Let me know you're interested by emailing me directly at Whitney at LifeBridgeCapital.com. We sought out those deals. We found what was tough to find. We did the tough things. We did on our own against a lot of naysayers that said, no, you can't do that. Oh, that's not a good business. Oh, that's not popular. Oh, that's different. You know, that's not something we do. So, hello, welcome back to the Real Estate Syndication Show with Whitney Sewell. Now, my name is Josh McCowan. I get to step in today to support the work of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Thanks to our good friend, Whitney Sewell. Thank you so much, Whitney, for letting me co-host or guest host, as some might call it. It's an honor. I'm part of the community with all of you, the thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of us that listen every week and every day. So, today's a great show. We're going to start a multi- show series with a true pro in the multifamily world. Today, we're going to meet Stephen Gessis. And it's exciting because he comes with a lot of experience. So let's welcome Stephen to the big show. Welcome. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Welcome. Yes. Yes. And Whitney is just a hero to so many of us. It's an honor to be on his show today. And I've been on his show as a guest, but you guys, you're in for a great treat, Stephen. The community of the Real Estate Syndication Show is awesome. So welcome to the community. Thank you very much. Today, we'd like to get to know you a little bit. Why don't we ask you to share your background for a few moments and maybe even about your family, where you live and all that type of great stuff. Yeah, thanks a lot. So my background arrived in the United States in 1990 as an immigrant from Odessa, Ukraine. Nice. That was approximately 32 years ago when they were just drawing the lines. And now, you know, as you see in the news today, our thoughts and prayers are with those people in Ukraine. So we began there and we began our journey out of Cleveland, Ohio. My aunt and uncle were our sponsors. And interestingly enough, they used to sew the interiors at the GM factory. No, Buick and Pontiacs. Yeah. And so... Went to The Ohio State University. <laughs> yep. I want to make sure that we highlight that it's The Ohio State University. You got to put the T-H-E in there for some reason. Every football player teaches us that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We got to make sure it's memorable. And so it's ingrained in you when you arrive. You have to sign a little document. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought actually early on in my journey, I thought I was going to be a dentist. So I was pursuing a career in that. And so I, I actually have an undergraduate in biology. And then and as I progressed through that world slowly. You know, I, I was kind of deciding what I was going to do and came back to Cleveland, was working out of the Cleveland Clinic, working on a master's degree as I continued my pursuit of being a dentist. And slowly but surely that kind of fell off. And I met my partner, Vadim, while I was working at the clinic. Mm-hmm. I'd worked for him. Then I had worked for him when I was a teenager, made a call. Yeah. And today I'm at Smartland, one of the co-founders of Smartland. So very proud of that. Father of three, married to my wonderful bride, Megan, who supports the household and makes makes this effort effortless. And so very, very gracious to that. And so we, we began our journey long ago in 2008, approximately. 
And we began with like one single house and it was an idea. The market had bottomed out. We kind of were birthed out of this like really tough place organically. And so we began that journey and I joined my partner actually in 2010. And so as with that journey kind of progressed, we began with some single family homes. We matured it into a you know very, very sizable scattered site, over a thousand single family residential nice. homes. And then we sold that business in 2015. Wow. And that was our journey. That's been so far our journey. And, and then that progressed into multifamily. So I, I didn't want to digress, but so that's a little bit about my background and kind of how we began and, and kind of where I began from, you know, I was sitting in that eight to five kind of job thinking about, is this going to be the end of my journey or am I going to be a dentist or where am I headed in my professional career? And I found myself in real estate. And ever since then, it's kind of once I got that bug and, you know, we'd, I'd done a little bit here and there, followed my father along that chuck and truck home flipping, you can call it, right? Okay. Like very small scale. And so over the years, you kind of got, you saw some of it, but we never really imagined that we would take it to scale, right? And so once we took it to scale and then we exited that in 2015, our intent was that we were going to actually build something more of a uniform Ford model, right? This Ford model, the idea of this standardization, it sounds so sexy, right? Because yeah. when you think about Scattered Site, when we were when we began that journey in Scattered Site, we were very unpopular, okay? Uh-huh. So in the sense of this was not a hot topic. If you ask, you know, Wall Street today, Scattered Site is the bee's knees, right? <laughs> and so it was a tough, tough marketplace to capture, And so we wanted to go to scale. We wanted to have uniformity. We wanted a standardization in the process. One of the things that Scattered Sight did along the journey, as we grew the business and as it became an exponential growth, one of the challenges was dealing with all of the unique kind of administrative hurdles, but also some of the unique physical hurdles when it came to either removing residents or or replacing residents or placing residents. And then that journey unit turning. And so we wanted to find this kind of uniform product where where we it was a simpler time. But no, it makes a lot of sense. You said a few things there. On this show, Whitney covers so many different ways people get into real estate. And this is a great journey. Sounds like this person who helped, was it your father-in-law? Who was the partner originally? No, 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 no. So actually I joined my partner, Vadim, who's one of the co-founders at Smartland. He was the founder initially of then it was Cleveland Property Management Group. And so I joined him a year and a half into his journey and we did it all on our own. There was no outside help because this was not a popular subject matter at that time. Yeah. And so actually, you know, institutional capital or large capital. And at the beginning of that journey, kind of actually you hit it right on the center there because the one thing that you just brought up is that who was your investor? You know, how did you right. do that? No, we put grit into it. You know, we, we sought out those deals. We found what was tough to find. We did the tough things. We did a, a, on our own against a lot of naysayers that said, no, you can't do that. Oh, that's not a good business. Oh, that's not popular. Oh, that's different. You know, that's not something we do. That's not common stream. And so that's been our journey. You know, we always laugh, but we say that we operate as a startup all the time. That's good. No, that's good. And and there's a few cool things that also you brought up that we want to just get some color on, if you don't mind. You said you had this great partner, Vadim, I believe, and you joined him on his journey, but it sounds like you guys exploded together. So as I've heard Whitney talk about before, partnerships, 
they're always an interesting opportunity. And how did you guys divide your labor in that partnership originally with the scattered site properties? Yeah, great question. So my background was more scientific, kind of putting things in certain categories and his background was in IT. So we were able to kind of mesh those things. And, and interesting enough, we run on a entrepreneurial operating system here at our business. And that's a whole nother conversation. But interesting enough, you know, after we've done it all these years together and we we recently did these culture index tests, right? Where we're trying to identify characters. And we're hundred percent black and white as far as how we look and see things. And actually he's much more IT inclined. So he's much more technically savvy and he's the guy, he's the early adopter in the office on every single possible thing. And I'm the late adopter. I'm not going to lie. I'm, <laughs> I'm slower to get to it on the techie side, but that's been really, you know, this kind of like yin yang, black and white, we're a good counterbalance to one another from a partnership perspective. And we were able to look at things globally, right? And triangulate information from multiple, multiple views. And I think that's really been a successful part of our journey is that we're not necessarily singular in our one path. You know, there's a lot of great things here too, on the issue of multifamily, we're going to get to multifamily, we have a whole masterclass coming up from you on multifamily investing in the next show we run later this week. So we'll get to that. But before we get to multifamily, let's talk a little more about SFR, single family rental. It's your original bread and butter. At one point, you had a thousand you managed. How many of those did you own as a group? So we probably owned a good percentage, maybe 20, 30% of that. Okay. And so, yeah. And out of that journey, we we did continue some of that SFR. Oh, you still have some then of those original portfolio? It's not going to, no, no. So we sold the majority of that and then, you know, we standardized the model as well. And then just, you know, we, we put a few hundred away for a rainy day. And that's another thing us listeners who are starting businesses or own businesses related to real estate or maybe syndication or single family portfolios like you were able to do. It sounds like you leveraged the management part to get scale in order to be an investor and buyer. Is that how you looked at it? Did you look at it as a strategic opportunity to build a bigger management company than, than your own portfolio? Yeah, that's precisely it. So, and then within that, we're able to gain that scale and efficiency because we were able to encompass all those things under one uniform umbrella for pursuing maintenance and administrative costs and software costs. And actually over the years, what we did is as we, exited that business, we grew and we had a turnkey operation where we had a lot of investors coming into us, just like you would come into a Walmart or a Target and you'd be able just to buy and purchase a direct turnkey from us. Oh, that's how you did it. Did you sell it out that way or did you sell it to one portfolio buyer? We actually sold initially to one portfolio buyer. And after we exited that, we continued this turnkey operation where... Very cool. You could only purchase it from us if it was done to the standard, to the color, to the... And so, you know, we wanted to run it more like a 100% like a business operation, right? And so allow people to make the right business decisions. And so out of that, as we bought a lot of our own volume, we were able to sell some volume. We had, at this point, you know, we were accumulating investors that were interested in just the turnkey business component. And so that allowed us to continue to scale and grow. And the beautiful thing about SFR is its ability how agile you can be with it if you do have the scale. So when the market ticks up, you know, you can push them all to for sale. And when the market begins to kind of soften, as we're seeing now, you can, you know, regenerate that back. So if there is a, there's scale and obviously you have to have the mechanisms and the tools and the staff, 
it does take time. You know, we didn't do it overnight. It's taken us over a decade to perfect. How big was your staff at that time when you were full speed in scattered site, single family rental? Right before we sold, we had a decent operation. I think we were up to maybe, you know, 18 full-time staffers. That's good. Plus contract partners. Yeah, yeah. Lots of contract partners. You can't scale without that. Yeah. Absolutely. This is great because our listeners are either in syndication or getting into it. And this is now we're about to get to that part of your life. I imagine you did not raise syndications for the singles. You probably raised money a different way. What was your method back then to raise $200,000 $200,000 to buy a house or whatever it was. They're really simple friends and family. Okay. There is nobody else. Right. So the first days, you know, as you slowly progress, so there was some friends and family funds that we rolled out there probably a little bit more than that. But also when we were beginning to kind of pick up a little bit of scale, there were some really unique things that were happening in the marketplace. Things were shifting because you had crowdfunding platforms that opened up. And you participate in those? Yeah, we participated in some crowdfunding platforms. We rolled out our own platform at one point. You know, we purchased a platform out of Chicago. At one, I mean, you know, wow, we that's really pretty wanted, creative. I told you my partner, he's, he's a techie guy, right? So he's always at the forefront. And so now, you know, even that's now we use some of that tech and then our investors are able to utilize that. And, and again, over the years, we've evolved. And so we just had this evolution talk. You know, we kind of began with a very small space small office space, small journey. And then recently, earlier this year, we bought our new Cleveland office. It's a large five-story, 50,000 square foot large facility. And so that progress has been so amazing. And just to, you know, we're so grateful and thankful to everybody that's helped us along the way and the journey with the staff and all that. But at the end of the day, it does boil down to one thing. It's still grit and you still have to be, you know, hungry and you have to be, out there. You have to be putting yourself out there and maintaining a very good track record, right? I think that's a critical piece. And and always, whether it's, it doesn't matter if it's your money or investor money, it's investor money focused first, right? So it's always making the right decision where it's investor focused decision. And sometimes that means that it's not the best financial decision for your personal pocket, but that's what has to matter, right? So as long as you're out there and the intent is that you're doing the right thing for the right purpose. And, you know, the people, the crowd, the focus, the investors, it all comes naturally organically, but you have to build off of something. And I think we're going to transcend into We're going to get into multi. So here, before we end the, this opportunity to get to know you, why did you end up choosing multifamily? And is that the primary asset class of Smartland? And would you tell us a little more about your company and multifamily for a moment? Yeah. So now it has become multifamily has become our has developed into being our primary category. Absolutely. And for us, it's about managing scale and that exponential growth. And and as we've grown over the years, also our we have brought in accredited investors alongside of our money. And that's been part of our growth journey. And so as demand grows also on that side of interest, also, you know, we're looking to have a larger footprint, a larger geographic distribution. We've really honed our technology down where we are looking to build that exponential momentum. And this year has been one of our breakout years for sure. You know, we'll look at five or 600 deals in in the multifamily space. We may only buy five or six in a year, but we're buying a hundred plus at a time. And so bringing that scale and being able to emulate our DNA and our business model into each particular property and asset 
that's an amazing journey and, and, and changing those properties. So we're heavy value add opportunity buyers. That's who we are. That's what we hunt for. That's why we have the outsized returns. We're very disciplined in that perspective for us. You know, again, it was building that scale. We have a decent size again, staffing and the software in place and so forth and so on. So it, it only makes sense for us to go down the multifamily space plus the opportunity struck, right? It was, it's, it was, for us, it was just like single family. We had to begin with something small. We had to test the market ourselves with our own money. You know, we bought something really run down that was really crappy. We brought it up to snuff. We figured it out. We put our DNA into it. We put our model into it. We put our standardization into it. We put all of those elements that were making us successful in single family residential. And we wanted to put it to the test and that was our journey into multifamily. And then slowly but surely, as we did one deal, multifamily is really tough because the thing about multifamily that makes it tough, the grind is, is accumulating the track record to be able to sit at the negotiating table to negotiate a hundred plus unit. Deal. Okay. So to describe that, to describe what you mean there, you mean you may have the money and you may actually have the skill, but the brokers need to know that you're a viable buyer. Is that what you mean by that? And Precisely. Yeah. And so in between us and the brokerage, you know, that's why passive investing is so interesting. I think for a lot of folks with high net worth or that are accredited because yes, you may have access in different ways to different things. And so that's where the syndication model and this bridge, right? I call it a bridge essentially, right? To, to the access to real estate, for accredited investors or for individuals that are just looking for passive. That, that's what it is. I can't wait to ask you a whole bunch of questions about how the model works. You are incredibly experienced. We love having you on the show. And I appreciate your willingness to go deeper in the future episodes. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 